Hi, welcome back to Project Passion. My name is Will, your host of Project Passion. As you know, Project Passion's mission is to offer a platform for passionate community members' voices while simultaneously spreading awareness of the positive influences of passion on one's life. Today, our guest is Belin, and we'll be talking about language. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, so before we jump into a few questions, could you just tell us um, a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Hi, my name is Belen Chavez. Um, well, I'm a senior here at South Salem High School. Um, I do a lot of stuff around school. I'm in ASB. I do DECA, HOSA, Latino Club, National French Honor Society, National Spanish Honor Society. Um, after I'm done with high school, I plan on going to France for a year abroad through Andego. And once I'm done with that, um, I'm hoping to attend university in Washington and then from there geez I don't know I mean I have a basic idea but not like a whole set plan if that makes sense yeah I'm yeah. figuring it out as I go <laughs> that totally makes sense all right so my first question is why do you think you are most passionate about linguistics and how did you discover your passion um well growing up I only spoke Spanish at home because my parents made it very clear that we were not to speak English at home at all um, my dad doesn't speak much English. My mom does, but she made sure to emphasize Spanish from the very beginning. And when I started school, I did not speak any English, maybe like two words. I knew how to say hello and how to say please and thank you. Um, and it was a struggle because forming like friendships, connections with people was really difficult just because I did not understand anything that they were saying. Um, I remember a few times I got into trouble with the teachers, <laughs> and I had no idea why, because I would see them angry, but I didn't understand what they were saying, and that kind of hurt my feelings because I thought I was doing something wrong, and I probably was. <laughs> I just didn't know what, so I didn't know how to fix that. Um, and then once I started learning to read, I, it was always in Spanish, but at, in English, um, I couldn't... Well, I, one, I couldn't understand, and I also couldn't form, like, connections with the characters in the books um, until I discovered Fancy Nancy when I was five years old. Um, funnily enough, I only picked the book because I liked the cover. The cover was pink, and it had, like, this girl with, like, a huge princess dress, which I found interesting. I didn't understand what was going on, but I liked that she used... Uh, fancy vocabulary that I didn't understand, but I thought she looked like she knew what she was doing, even though she was only five years old. Um, and she also really liked France and French culture. Like, she really liked poodles, which is really surface level, I know. You mentioned that you're especially passionate about the French language. Why is that? Um, not only is French beautiful sounding, but also French is used all throughout the world. Um, I think oftentimes people only associate French with France, the country, but French is also spoken in places like Vietnam, Northern Africa, uh, Belgium, and all over the all over the world. And there's so many different cultures with the language, so it's not just one; it's very broad, and there's a lot of diversity within just one language, and it allows you to connect with so many different people. 
Right. So you you talked a little bit about how like language uh, allows you to develop connections with people that you wouldn't normally be able to. What's like a like a moment of beauty where where you've seen that happen? Do you, is there one that comes to mind? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think I've mentioned that my parents emphasized Spanish early on. So my entire family on my dad's side, they all came here when they were uh, probably around my age. So they really never learned um, English while they were young. So they are not fluent in the language. And my grandmother, well, she was an adult when she came here. And she speaks no English, even after being here for 30 years. And speaking Spanish has allowed me to have a relationship with her. And my grandma's one of my best friends. She and I have a great relationship, and she understands me really well. Um, and unfortunately, that's something that I have seen is not, um, like, a relationship is not as strong with her grandkids that don't speak Spanish because they are not able to understand each other. She's trying to communicate to them, and they'll respond in English, and she doesn't understand. It's difficult for her to uh, form a bond with them when she doesn't understand what they're into or what they're currently experiencing because they also don't know how to communicate their emotions effectively. You can sort of see see a surface-level understanding. Maybe you can tell that they're feeling a little bit upset, but if it's time to talk about it, you can't. And knowing Spanish has allowed me to um, have a good understanding with my grandmother about everything, even the things that she doesn't understand, like TikTok. I can explain TikTok <laughs> to her in Spanish. So you kind of touched it, touched on it already, but how vital is language to human connection and your connection with your grandmother and, and how all that comes together? How, how vital is and, and what should everyone be thinking about in terms of um, like the connotations of knowing a language? Well, I think knowing a language not only allows you to communicate with people, but communication is also a foundation for a lot of relationships. Communication is a lot deeper than just talking to someone. When you communicate, you can understand and uh, gain perspective on that person's emotions and what they're feeling. Um, it, it's about feeling. And um, when, when you speak someone's language, it helps them feel a lot more connected automatically because you, you can tell that you feel, uh, you feel safer, um, more understood, I guess, um, because it, it's um, almost as if this person's taking the time um, to gain the skills necessary to better understand you. Definitely. All right, I want to switch gears a little bit, and there's this idea that I've been thinking about recently where languages, there's there terms in different languages that uh, have different kind of, they don't, they cannot be defined, or th there's no word for it in a different language. Uh, there's, there's words that have these very broad or very narrow definitions of, of like what it feels like of or the feeling you have. Uh, what's like the... How do languages broaden your understanding just from your own, like, uh, from your own experience of, of, like, your ability to kind of understand the world? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, here's an example. In Spanish, there's this saying of me cae gordo. And in English, there's no equivalent. A direct translation would be it falls me fat. 
which makes absolutely zero sense. But basically what Mecaigordo means is that something is so like overwhelmingly unbearable that it like weighs you down. Like it makes your blood feel heavy. Um, and I think that knowing a different language can kind of, well, not only does it make your uh, daily use of language a little bit more interesting, but it also helps you to understand uh, maybe like the the differences in cultures because there's a lot of sayings that have cultural connotations. Um, I can't really think of any specific examples right now, but I know that's something that happens. To listeners out there who are in, are maybe in the process of learning a language or maybe know a few, d- what advice can you give them to keep pushing, to keep learning about different languages and different cultures and dif- diff- different things like that? What, what advice can you give them? Um, well, number one is practice. You can't learn a language without practice. And one of the most effective ways to me of practicing your language is to immerse yourself as much as you can in it. And I know your language teachers say it a lot, immerse yourself in the culture and the language, but it's true. Um, by reading, by listening, by talking to others in the language, and by diving deeper into maybe some more obscure aspects of the culture rather than what you just see everywhere, um, it kind of facilitates. Sometimes it just clicks. Um, once you get a good foundation going, like a, like a basic understanding, everything else after that is just adding levels to that foundation until you have yourself a, a great understanding and a level of fluency within the language. Um, I think reading is really fun for me. And also, it, it doesn't have to be boring. You can always read something that you find interesting, like, I don't know, Harry Potter in a different language and see how it differs from the original uh, work. Yeah, definitely. And it's really interesting how you mention reading, because I agree that reading is important not only to build upon a language that you already know, but in learning different languages. Uh, my final question is, you, you kind of touched on it uh, already, but what like tricks, or other than reading or immersing yourself in the culture, what are some other tricks for someone who maybe struggles with learning a new language? I would say find something about the language that interests you or just anything about the culture where the language comes from that piques your interest um i find that once you find something that you're passionate about even if no matter how small it may be um it it helps you to find the motivation to keep going with it even though i know learning a language can be a struggle and it's time consuming and that i think that scares a lot of people away because it kind of seems like there's no end in sight you're just going to keep learning forever and that's true. You do keep learning forever, but you're never gonna uh, reach a point where you're not, you're like sta- you're stagnant. But that's not a that's not a bad thing. Uh, continuous learning is a good thing when it comes to language because uh, you want to improve. But don't be discouraged if you don't become fluent in Mandarin Chinese in just two months. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, and to kind of wrap it up. Uh, how do you think your passion for language will evolve in the next few years or maybe 10 years down the line? What, what can you see yourself um, doing with your passion for language? Um, well, currently, I think I want to pursue a career in the FBI, either in forensic science or in linguistics. And I would like to learn at least two more languages during my lifetime. Uh, right now, I'm focusing on learning Japanese 
but maybe in 10 years, I'm hoping to learn something a little different, maybe Thai. Um, I hope that in the future, my understanding for languages um, also translates more into the culture. Right now, I think I have a surface level understanding of them, but I'm hoping to change that and it becomes a lot deeper and a lot more um, comprehensive. Definitely, yeah. Well, we look forward to see um, all the things that you'll do in the future. Uh, our last question is, how important do you think it is having a passion in your life? I think it's very important. Um, I think having a passion in life not only makes life more fun, but I think it helps you to find different things that will motivate you. Um, when you have a passion, it, it doesn't have to be anything huge, but a passion kind of... I think it sets you on a path in order to develop uh, new ideas of what you want to be doing. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future podcast, please feel free to reach out to me through my socials, and I'll be more than happy to set up an interview with you. Thank you so much, Belen. Thank you for having me.